Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and true social pages and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. So liberal Democratic House rep Brandon Woodard took to Twitter on Tuesday night to celebrate the pro-abortion victory of the vote no folks. He went on to say, quote, on the same night that Kansas stood up for the rights of Kansans. Yeah, yeah, that's what they did. My moderate Republican friends in the KS ledge that have stood up for our rights are losing their elections. Yeah, well, maybe they shouldn't have been voting with Democrats. The 2023 House is going to be more conservative, which is not good, unquote. Uh, maybe if those moderates hadn't voted with Democrats all the time, they wouldn't have lost their primaries. <laughs> Joining us now to tell us what he thinks about the prospects of the 2023 House is current House Majority Leader Dan Hawkins. Mr. Leader, thank you for joining us this evening, my friend. John, how you doing this evening? Fine, thank you, brother. How goes the drive? I understand you're on your way out to Colorado for a well-earned vacation. Well, there's nothing like blowing a front tire on a motorhome. Oh, so you're not on your way. You're on the side of the road. (laughs) We got derailed. No, I actually just uh, just got that taken care of and uh, on the road again. So it was a it was four hours of uh, rough time. Well, uh, you and I both have had our our road trip experience when you and I went to Vegas for Pawn Stars. So you're you I know what road tripping with you is like, and it was a blast. So I, I can only imagine you guys are going to have fun. So I'm glad you're getting a chance to get a, a little break. I, and I appreciate you taking some time on your vacation to join us tonight. Uh, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't miss it. We've had uh, quite a week. Uh, I, I would say I'm pretty tired. And I'll bet. It's been a long week, but, uh, you know, we're going to do just fine. 
So, uh, Dan, Brandon Woodard isn't happy losing his liberal Republican colleagues, huh? Yeah, so uh, it was it was kind of a it was kind of an interesting cycle there. We had we we actually what did we lose five. We lost five uh, House members. Um, probably the one that uh, bothers me the most is losing uh, John Chairman John Barker well, up and, in Adeline. That was and a, he was, was not a, a liberal. John was John. No. I mean, I, I served with him as chair of fed and state and when he was chair of judiciary uh, i love serving with john barker i was sorry to see uh sorry to see him uh, him lose yeah and it's uh it's going to be a decidedly uh more conservative house this next year you can just tell that by uh the losses that uh happened in the house and, and of course the opportunities that we have in the uh general election here uh certainly a possibility of picking up maybe three, four, five up in Overland Park. And, 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 you know, two years ago, I'd have never said that because we were really kind of in trouble up there. But things have, the tide has turned. We've got some really great candidates up in, in the Johnson County area. And I think that uh, come, come October or uh, November, uh, we should see maybe as many as four or five uh, new House members that we take away from the uh, – take away from the Democrats. So that'd be a nice deal. I was going to ask you about that. We, I mean, obviously we still have to turn out the vote in November, but how do you think your caucus will look going into the, the 2023 session? I, even down here, you know, we lost Cheryl Helmer down in, uh, down South of us, but that's, you know, Trimmer's wife is now running down there. That's a race we got to focus on. We got to make sure that, that we get out to help Webster Roth because, um, you know, that's a race we can't lose. No, that's, that's absolutely true. And, and, and Webb will, he'll, he'll make a great house member. I'm really looking forward to working with him. Uh, but that is a, a pivotal, at least in South central Kansas, that's very, uh, very much a pivotal race down there. Uh, you know, Tremor owned that, uh, area for, Oh, I think 12 years it was, um, you know, Cheryl been there four years. Now it's up for grabs, and we just got to make sure uh, Republicans get out down there, get out to vote, and, and elect Roth. Um, we really hate to see that go back to the Democrat side. So that's a big one. Um, we also have Sandy Pickert running against Chuck Schmidt in the southeast part of Wichita, and uh, we need to get out and work hard. That's actually that actually sets up very well for us. So we should win it. We just got to get out there and work for it. And it's going to take some work. It's going to take a lot of work. So people need to really get engaged in that district. You know, there's. Uh, I got to ask you about value them both. Obviously, we're disappointed with the results. Um, and, and you know, if you talk to Democrats, they're just they, they think this is a, a just forecasting for the future, and that it's some kind of a pro-abortion referendum. I, I don't see that. I think that it's more a messaging issue, more about the amount of money they spent. And, and more about some of the missteps that were taken. I, I don't see this as some great pro-abortion wave that's hit Kansas. Do you? No, I, I don't at all. I do think, I do think that, uh, and, and there's been some criticism about how the, uh, the, the messaging for value them both was done, uh, the actual wording of the amendment itself. There's been some people criticize that. It's actually, it was actually pretty simple it's just that the, our opposition did such a good job yeah, yeah. of creating confusion and 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 literally spreading massive massive lies that amendment was so simple it just returned to the legislature yep. the right 
to to um, regulate abortion. That's that's all it did. Of course, they said that we're going to go and ban, and that and that's truly, I think, what killed us. You know, uh, Kansas, Kansas, Kansans, um, and the polls show it. Kansans tend to believe that that, uh, that they don't like abortion, but they do think there should be exceptions, and they really use that against us. The fact that it didn't say anything about um, you know the exceptions of life, right? You know, uh, life of the mother, rape and incest. Um, if I think if I think if that part would have been written a little bit different, that would have taken that narrative away from them, and uh, the out, the outcome of that election would have been different. But uh, we're certainly we're we're certainly still a pro life state. Anybody that doesn't believe that we're a pro life state, they're wrong. Yep, I um, think you're and, right. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to continue to work on that. And I think we're gonna see that in November. I think the rest of the and we're talking with House Majority Leader Dan Hawkins. I think the rest of the GOP statewide candidates look good heading into the November election. I mean, set aside Dennis Pyle. I, I think I think you know Derek Schmidt is positioned well. I think Secretary Kobach is going to be positioned well. I think whoever emerges from the treasurer's race is going to be. I mean, Lynn Rogers certainly isn't going to win that race. I think I think we really look up look set well. For you know Scott Schwab will win re-election. I think we're going to do really well at the statewide level, don't you? Oh, I do too. I think I think all of those will will end up being just exactly where they're supposed to be. We you know the treasurer's race is really the only one uh, that we're still up in the air on, and and it's trending in uh, Stevens Johnson's favor. But you know really that's not going to end until until the statewide audit uh, of that race. Uh, we you know a year ago or in this last session we. Put a new law into effect that if if it's uh, if it's that close, then it, they have to do a, an audit of all 105 counties. And so, I've been told that that probably will not be done until around the 22nd of August. So, um, we got a little while to wait to figure out who's going to be the nominee. But um, I do believe that we'll win all of those so statewide. I think we're looking very well. Um, you know, Dennis Pyle has thrown kind of a little bit of a wrench into the governor's race. Uh, but we can overcome that. Uh, I think it's just important for everybody to realize he's placed himself there to be the spoiler. Um, he, he wants he wants to hurt Derek Schmidt, and that's not what Kansans need. Kansans need to stay solid behind Derek and make sure that they support him all the way to November 8th. He, we need him. We have to have him. Uh, if we get – listeners, listen to this. If we get Laura Kelly back, if you make the mistake and vote for Dennis Pyle, and we get Laura Kelly back, she's going to go slamming to the left because she's never going to be elected again. Right. So that means that we're going to have to deal with a really crazy woman in the governor's office going to the left. I mean, she's 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 done it. She she's but she's going she's going to get a lot worse. Going to get a lot worse. Yeah, there'll be nothing so, constraining her after that. I mean, because no. you're right, she she doesn't have a political future anyway, but she will really not have any political future after that. And, and and you also have to realize that if she gets it, she will be able to change the court even more. Yeah, yes. she's had three. She's had three appointments, so half almost almost half the court is hers. She could get another one in another four years. And that sets the court up to be liberal for the next 25 years. That's how important this race is, and that's the reason why Derek Schmidt has to win. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I had forgotten about that entirely, but that is – and talk about – 
we we just saw the impact of the Kansas Supreme Court. We we are now a, an abortion destination because of the Kansas Supreme Court. The last thing Absolutely. we need is to give Laura Kelly another appointment to that that body. And and I think you're right, Dan. I'd forgotten about that. That's so important. It's just another reason. And you're right about Pyle. I you know why add fuel to that? Um, I think I think Kansans are smart enough to see through it. We'll see. Uh, you know, he's. I've extended the invitation. We'll see if they take us up on it. Um, Dan, if folks are interested, if they want to stay in touch with you, you've got a phenomenal newsletter. It's danhawkinskansas.com. That's the best place to get in touch with you, get your newsletter. They can also find you at Majority Leader Dan Hawkins on Facebook, correct? That is correct. You got them both right. Until... We get you back in there, and you're the new speaker. But uh, I said that you didn't have to. So <laughs> we got a long way. We got a long way to go. We got four months before we get to that point. We do, brother. I appreciate you. Drive carefully. Have a nice vacation. We'll talk to you when you get back. All right, my friend. Okay. Take care, John. Love you, Dan. We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. Our phones are open. 316-869-1330. Give us a call. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.